Kundalini and the chakras um, is the energy of the organs of the body, which is tied into the vessel. So it's like the more we get dialed in with ourselves and create wanting to and being open to receive and create happiness, then that's where it all starts. And I recognize that for me, it's recognizing the rhythms of my behavior and the way I'm speaking and the way people are responding to me and the way it all feels in my body. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to the Awaken Podcast. My name is Brian Henry, and I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy, and I'll be your host for the show. If you are a returning listener, I want to welcome you back, family, Ascenders. Thank you again for joining me. And for those of you that may be new to the show, or if you're watching this on YouTube, to my channel, welcome. I, on this channel and on the show, create content to help you heighten your state of consciousness and activate in yourself your infinite potential. So if this is the type of content that might be of interest to you, please do consider subscribing. We are getting into our bodies in this one. Because the body is a vehicle for expanding consciousness. I first read it being put in that fashion about a year ago, and it forever made a mark on me. It forever changed how I think about the body, that statement. The body is a vehicle for expanding consciousness. And in this episode, I'm joined by someone that understands how deep this really goes. The way that Lori speaks to how we can connect to the consciousness of our body to invoke healing, activation, and expansion is amazing. Lori really, really understands how we can program ourselves and again just tune into the consciousness of our body for growth for healing and for enjoyment we came into these bodies for a reason we came into this physical experience into these physical vessels for a reason and they're something that can be played with enjoyed and again used for our expansion so if you want to learn a little bit more about how we go about doing so. Continue on with us in this episode where Lori, who has been on the show before, I had her in episode, I had a conversation with her in episode 20 of Awaken. If you want to go check that one out after. Um, continue on with us to learn how to use the body to expand your consciousness. But before we dive in, i got to put the invitation out. The Ascend Academy is looking for the soul's that came here to serve our ascension. 
those of you that have heard the call to serve and support the shift in consciousness taking place on our planet today. We are looking for you. We're uniting and we are activating light workers from all over the world. So if you feel a sense of resonance with this invitation, you'd like to learn more about it, you can do so at togetherweascend.com forward slash academy. Anyways, I think it's time that we jump into this episode and get into our bodies. This is my conversation with the lovely Laurie Ivy. I feel like for someone like you, I don't even need to ask. You're always vibing high, it seems. Well, you know, I mean, the energy is so intense sometimes, and it plays such an effect on the psyche. So, you know, I high vibe all the time, yet I still process these lower vibrational feelings. And so Mm -hmm. that is, um, and that's a process of moving through the psyche. So I find that there's a nice balance on the spectrum now. You know, it's not as heavy as it was before when there was so much more mind stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm much more in the multidimensional space now instead of, you know, consistently swirling around in these emotions and whatever all of that stuff is, the worry and fear and that fear mongering stuff that can come up. So I'm feeling pretty balanced right now. It feels really nice. How about yourself? I love that word balance. Just hearing it sometimes (laughs) brings me into, into that balance. Yeah, I um things have been really really good. I um I've been in the body. I think that's the best way to put it. Same same idea when there's that's going on over here, or when you're watching that a little bit more with from from a higher perspective, and you just let everything quiet down a little bit. Um, that for me is everything. I, I feel like it's as simple as being in the body, being present, being here. And the more attentive I am of all this magic that's going on, the, the better I feel. So I've been ma- making it a practice of just keeping it simple, keeping it simple, boiling it down to now. Um, and more and more now just becomes a little bit more brighter. Yeah. Because it's like our mind wants to create, right? So part of creating is being in the future. At least that's what a lot of the mind is. So we can get so far out there. And I was having this conversation this morning about this. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When my mind starts running to the future, um, because that's when a lot of the worry and and like that sort of stuff can come in. I'm like, wait, uh, it's like right now. You know, so the present moment is what matters because, I mean, what's going to happen is going to happen. And it's a reminder of that to remember that sort of practice because, you know, uh, it is a practice. And I, I feel like that's a huge part of the mastery, too, is to be able to pull that energy that's just pouring, pouring, pouring out into the abyss back mm-hmm. into the solar plexus and just like, whoa, let me ground it out into mm-hmm. this now and and that and that helps that's a technique that's really good to practice when like if people experience what they call anxiety you know Mm -hmm. which is really the body responding and in a chemical energetic way and the mind can get running with that flow instead of recognizing it's just some pull of the solar plexus and Mm -hmm. 
the same time, I feel like it's divine because it triggers us to think about what we want to do. Hmm. And you know, that's part of the creation process because we're not stagnant human beings, even though we mm-hmm. think we're stuck in our minds. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes we need that little kickstart, right? Yeah, at least yeah. in this human spectrum, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel as soon as you you become attentive to the energy and you you kind of just transmute into something more vibrant, you don't need that stuff anymore. It's almost like it's just it's a wake up call when you're out of the body, but it, if you stay here. I, one of the ideas that I've been coming back to, I'm not coming back to this is rather recent is we don't need these extreme emotions. Like there's this idea that, you know, there's going to be all these ups and downs. There's going to be, and I've come to feel like even that's just a story. Why not believe that we can feel good all the time? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely 100% feel that that is possible. And where my mind splits off from that is I know that it's possible because I feel it in myself so much of the time, yet with being a channel and, you know, having all of these intuitive amplified telepathy abilities or whatever they are, I realize that I'm picking up on all kinds of things. So my mind goes to the idea of the collective consciousness and it's like, well, can we have that? If there's just some of us that are living and breathing and practicing that spectrum, or does it really take the entire collective to do that? And I'm not so sure, you know, I'm not really sure about that aspects of it. However, I feel as though the more in harmony we are with ourselves and the more we learn to practice compassionate communication with the people around us, that we can really have a nice balanced peaceful experience and and that makes the body healthier too so Mm -hmm. as above so below clear the mind clear the body and at least that's the idea i like to feel about it right now yeah let's let's believe that we can hold that frequency and that there's nothing that can pull us out of it totally i i honor that path now and of course i i I mean i wasn't thinking this way several years ago it was Mm -hmm. quite the opposite so the fact that just in four years since I've really started this awakening process that I've really come to recognize that it is a possibility and anger is another thing that um, triggers people when I talk about it openly about how I, I really don't feel like anger is relevant in this human experience and yet it happens. So there's that where it splits off again because mm-hmm. um I find that I, and I used to be a a quite an angry person. I would get triggered very easily by anger. I would have never guessed. Oh my gosh. I have worked so much and have had so much work done on myself Mm. that Mm. I've really transcended so much of that. And I've come, so I understand anger and I understand the triggers and the reaction of it when it's not even conscious. So to see that I can move so far away from anger to realize that I don't have to feel anger to move into this other realm of feeling because Mm -hmm. some people say, well, anger is healthy and it's like, okay, it can be healthy to trigger some new awareness in the body. And then it becomes a sickness to hold onto it. However, that 
that trigger of anger, that fight or flight is the chemical response in the body that sends the adrenaline and the endor all the adrenals and all of that stuff, you know, quote unquote, out of whack is the way I perceive it. So it's like, why do we need to be triggered in those mm -hmm. chemical responses to move consciousness when the light shines so much brighter and it has such a greater effect in awareness? Mm -hmm. So anger's another thing that I go back and forth with with people because it's like, I think you're programmed to say that anger is healthy, you know? So it's like, how much is that really you or what you've been told? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm firm in my belief that we don't need that anymore. We really, yeah. we really don't need it. And, you know, it, it's been so ingrained that we learn through our emotions and we do. And I think at a time that may have served us and that may have been the stage that we we're in. But if you come back to the idea that it's there to support us in becoming more conscious, then once that shift has been activated, why do we need to go back? That's just sinking back into a lower state of consciousness. So it's, that's an idea in itself, that program itself, that anger is healthy and that we need these emotions to teach us lessons. That's something that I feel like we got to release and yeah. mm -hmm. I'm ready for pure endless joy. <laughs> right? It's like so much more magical that way. Yeah. Being at peace and just observing and feeling and sending out this love and feeling this compassion and oneness is not just some new age thing that people talk about. You know, I mean, it really is possible to be in that state a lot of the time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, people like to call like the shadow work or the darker realms or lower vibration or whatever that other emotional stuff is. And I feel like it is important to recognize that there are those tendencies and there is that programming there. So not to push that away. And it's important to recognize how the body is responding instead of responding to, I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel unhappy. La 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 la. Because those are like the victimhood labels that keep us locked into this program of mind and body where it's mm. like, Whoa, you think you're feeling that. Mm -hmm. you know, which is creating this response in the body that makes you feel that, but mm -hmm. really it's not the reality. And you keep feeding into that cycle. If you continue to label it as those terms, those emotions, because yeah. that, that thought's going to continue to trigger that. Absolutely. And yeah. that's where I, the programming comes from. Yeah. I love how you bring it to the programming of the body. It's, it's so key. The moment you, realize it's not just a mind thing it's a mind body thing and that the the sensation is happening in the physiology is happening in the body and it's happening in tandem with physiological changes that yeah. bridging of the gap that's that's where change can happen that's where it's like oh you mean it's not just this experience of emotion that i'm not aware of and this body that i'm not aware of you know it's like whoa okay i can talk to my body and reprogram it so to respond differently because now i'm going to respond differently mm. we're not taught the mechanism of this frame of this hardware software thing when we're children i mean i haven't ever met this in school this. so you know um to recognize that it the AI functionality of this body is so supreme. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that's the thing. It turns me on. I love talking about that and pondering and receiving messages and all of that because it really does get us out of this storyline of this happened to me so now I'm miserable and I don't know why I'm living this terrible life and whatever all of that spectrum is of emotion and I still go through it sometimes you know like I feel being an open, sensitive, aware, you know, person, um, we still do see and feel the vibration of life in the outer world. And so that energy penetrates and we send and receive. And so sometimes it can feel difficult being a human when you have a vision that is multidimensional, which mm -hmm. we all do. We just have mm -hmm. to realize that mm -hmm. and awaken to it. So I feel like the more people that can awaken to their multidimensionality, um, if I, if that's a word, um, then it totally we, is. so we, we can then come into the vibration of where we're all really supposed to be, mm -hmm. um, at least in my mind, but we know it's all divine. So shoulda, coulda, woulda doesn't really exist. Um, mm -hmm. but it's a nice concept. <laughs> yeah. I think the idea is that it can just keep getting better from here. Oh man. It's like, the sky is not the limit. It is much mm. further than that. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So we're going to keep this going. Um, this was supposed to be a live stream, but it doesn't matter because we're still going to bring <laughs> the frequencies. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. with Lori's help, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> but let's just roll right into it. I want to take it back to... Okay. Let's take it from here. We can feel good all the time yes and you know it's funny that we were talking about feeling good and being in the body and being remembering the body and i have this louise hayes calendar that came with some decks of uh, cards that i ordered and today is pretty phenomenal i take care of my body i cherish and revere the temple i live in i was like oh my gosh how perfect is that as a beautiful reminder that this is the house, the host of the mm. consciousness that we're experiencing. And I think that that's where consciousness has also not really been in a total awareness because we're not really tuned in to the body. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the distortion comes from. Yeah, I once heard it being put um, as the body is our vessel for I think it was something along the lines of it's our, our vehicle for expanding consciousness. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it's interesting because there's this idea that spirituality is happening. I think sometimes people can get lost into this idea that spirituality is beyond the body. Right. And it of course expands beyond the body, but the body is a projection of spirit and yeah. it is spirituality is all encompassing, first of all. So recognizing that we're in these bodies for a reason and that they serve us and they can be fun and they can be exciting and they can they can be all these amazing they can bring to us all these amazing or allow us amazing experiences rather than this this notion that i think some people kind of get caught up with which is 
wanting to leave the body, wanting to transcend the body, right? Right. But I know you are someone that like you're constantly just bringing it back to like feeling into the things energetically. I know sexuality is another big thing that you talk about. Um, and it's really, really important stuff that you get into, I have to say. Yeah, you know, because it's like um, the you were just saying something. Uh, uh, my mind totally slipped. I was totally into what you were saying. And then I, I lost what my train of thought. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the experience is connected to the body. Oh, yes, I remember. So I see a lot of um, memes and articles and things that can make it seem as though they it is discounting the body you know it's like oh you are not your body and you know like it's like those types of things it's like um i believe i am the body because the body is allowing me to experience it so i feel like i understand where it's coming from as part of like transcendence and getting past the egoic body of that which then brings us back to the reality that the mind is the body and the body is the mind and it's the channel in which we send and receive and going back to um, feeling good and being happy and at peace and all of that, that I feel like huge amounts of it goes back to sexuality. And so mm. I realized that our voice, which is so, can be so stifled, the throat chakra can be so closed off because of receiving in the solar plexus this information that's blocking our sacral and root chakras. And the sacral and root chakras are our reproductive organs, which is, are the organs of creation. That's what brings us life. It brings us groundedness and stability. You know, so it's like, how can we discount the sexual aspect of being a human because um, I get a lot of comments and uh, engagements and messages when I post sexual things. And I don't find that it's pornographic or things like that. I find that I'm really sharing in a very high level of awareness around consciousness of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, as we can call it, the body and what that is. And that Holy Spirit is the sexuality, the creative sexual energy of our reproductive organs, which controls and is controlled by so many of the glands and the brain and, you know, it's all connected. So when someone tells me that sex is not spiritual, uh, I recognize immediately that there is a story there of some sort of trauma that's been experienced or a lack of information or um, whatever the, the, the whys are. Um, it really all boils down to how comfortable we are with our own body because, you know, the vibration is a real thing. And if we are not comfortable with our our you know, the vagina and the penis and those connective things that give us so much life, then I feel like that can really take away from the life experience and mm. not just in the mind and in that peace place, but also in the longevity of the body itself. And I've been studying the Tao of sexology, Taoism a lot, and it's all about longevity. And I just ordered this awesome book and it talks about all the meridian What's lines. It it's called the Tao of Sexology. I'll grab it okay. for you really quick. 
So this book is super phenomenal and I just pick it up and read through it. And, um, by Dr. Stephen T. Chang. And there's a whole bunch of different books in this uh, series, but um, this one has opened my eyes up to just how healing the act of sex is because we have meridian lines to connect to our organs on the vagina and the penis. And just all of these amazing things, it talks about the longevity of um, how to have sex to create longevity versus losing life force and just all of this amazing stuff. So if you look at it from a non-desire lustful way and you mm -hmm. look at sex that actually how healing it is to the body, I mean, it's a strong vortex and how can we feel like we're having a true experience if we're not dialed into expressing that, even if it's just to ourselves, like not with another mm -hmm. partner, I feel like self-love from the bottom to the top is super important. I love how you put that. Self-love, the bottom from the top. Bottom to the top. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing when you let for that energy to flow in greater, greater amounts. I mean, the experience in itself says it all. I, if you allow yourself that experience, you allow yourself that pleasure, how can you even begin to deny that this is a elevating experience? Why would you, yeah. why would you even consider that that's something that needs to be suppressed? And I think, I guess, where, um, where those two camps, whether sex is, sex is spiritual or not, kind of diverge, is there's a, there's a totally different way to approach sex as well, right? One, like you described, that kind of, is rooted in in lust and and egoic desire um but there's there's something deeper that can happen there and i i know that and again i think it's really really key that you're you're shedding light on this it's some would say <laughs> intrinsically tied to the most important thing and that's just kind of allowing for that that greater sense of pleasure joy energy and that's that it's it's a shift in, in being absolutely it's the connection to the consciousness of the body i mean it's 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 one thing to experience the feeling of touching and pleasure but it's another thing to have that connectivity with the vessel with the vibration to be able to open to receive oneself like mm. self-pleasure and looking at yourself in the mirror and loving yourself instead of shaming yourself and all kinds of ways like i've gone through the waves of sexuality in many different ways in my life and i'm having a renewed sexual awakening now which means i'm loving my body more my lower chakras are really coming back online so i'm feeling my creative flow enhancing which has kind of felt stifled for a while and you know so it's like i realized that the more in tune i am with my body and treating it beautifully and nurturing it it allows that same space for my mind to come in and then i can share that experience with other people and that doesn't mean having intercourse that means i get to share my creative love vibration mm other people so then it's like authentic and light and happy and and think about it this way like think about it if we as humans 
went about manifesting or connecting with a partner that we wanted to next level create longevity with, right? Our minds, our body experience that beautiful connection of tantric energy on all spectrums, not just intercourse or touch, because intimacy, as we know, is a huge spectrum of feeling and engaging because we all have different love languages and um, the love language with ourselves and the languages that we have with other people and the way we express. So if, if like it, there's been times in my life where I have not been comfortable with my sexuality and how I'm expressing it and the partners and just, you know, bouts of promiscuity and the shame and guilt from all of that, which is what stifles us. Um, because we're taught, at least in the United States, that sex is bad and it's against religion and you have to be married and there's all these stipulations around it. So we're like set up in this platform to sub subconsciously feel shame and guilt about all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's shameful in itself if we can even go there in the human emotional realm that we, that that would be like the wording or the feeling of our existence it's like oh man like like how did that happen or why did that happen but at the end of the day those questions really don't mean much to me it's about recognizing in the now and going i don't know how all this happened but here we are this is what i'm feeling this is what i want to feel so being open to allow that to happen is all a person needs because the universe will start to manifest that same attraction so mm -hmm. it's really about being open to receive instead of how can I get there? It's mm -hmm. like focus on the fact that you just want to be open and you want to love yourself and you want to honor your body and treat it with respect. And then those things will start happening automatically. Yeah. And I love how you tie it back to um, the way that it's linked to creative expression and creative flow. When there's blockage occurring in those lower regions, it does cut you off from this, this, expression of self that feels creative feels inspired and i've definitely noticed this in myself that 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 link it's activation in the sacral region especially is very very tied into being in a place where you want to creatively express yourself in so many different forms right so what um like, does anything come up when you think about how we go about activating that area? The sacral? Yeah, like, or just activating this energy in general. Okay, like the kundalini energy? Let's go with that. I like we'll it. Okay, or we'll call it, we'll call it, um, you know, we'll just call it. Do you uh, call it kundalini, kundalini I energy? I do. I do call and it That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, because kundalini and the chakras um, is the energy of the organs of the body, which is tied into the vessel, which is also the mind, the, you know, the etherical plane, and it, which is the multidimensional space. So it's like the more we get dialed in with ourselves and create wanting to and being open to receive and create happiness then that's where it all starts. And I recognize that for me, it's recognizing the rhythms of my behavior and the way I'm speaking and the way people are responding to me and the way it all feels in my body. 
So it's like a mindfulness thing that happens. And then the Kundalini energy starts to awaken because the body likes that high vibe energy. It likes mm -hmm. to feel that excitement and the endorphin rush and the spike in the neurotransmitters and the cells start to come alive and vibrate to a higher frequency. So, you know, I think that a lot of people are jaded when it comes to positive thinking, that thought, right? Like the idea of that and love and they think of red hearts and whatever. And it's like, well, there really is a true vibration to all of that because I have found that the happier I am, the more I self-realize my own emotional intelligence and seeing how it's reflecting to me on the outside world, like who, who's, who's around me? who's in my life right now? What, what does it look like? How am I feeling with all of this? And if it feels good, it's like, okay, I'm on that path. And if it doesn't feel okay, it's, that's when for me, I recognize that it's there. I surrender myself to needing to fight, argue, to figure it out and know that it's all going to be okay. I just let it go and, and do the work. I feel like we really, can only level up so much by ourselves. We have to have the reflections of one another to do that because we, you can only reflect so much in your own mirror. And so when we have relationships with people and we have friends and we go out, even just go into the grocery store, those people are a reflection of how we're engaging. So there's a, there's a microcosm of self-awareness to amplify emotional intelligence that activates Kundalini. And there's all kinds of different ways to go about it. Some people like mantras, some people like crystals, some people like the full spectrum. There's energy healing, there's sophigio tones, the, the healing frequencies, there's tons of videos on YouTube. And so, you know, there's eating cleaner, there's all these ideas that we like to, can think of that can get us in that direction when really it's about being still and listening and bringing awareness to what's going on. Because when you slow down and you really just like be in solitude and allow yourself to feel and not be distracted by all of these other things, that's when all of the programming comes up. So you can, whichever way it goes. So your mind is going to be the mirror that you need in huge ways. And so engaging with the self, engaging with others um, is how to do it. I mean, I really think that that's it at the end of the day. And part of what I channel, you know, I'm a intuitive channel and I do a lot of energy work. I channel mudras and I do Rolfing body work. So I'm on the spectrum of that too. And I activate Kundalini in people. And so I see that we, this body, the Kundalini sacral, all of it flow, the more amplified in alignment we are, the more energy we can project and we can heal ourselves, help activate and amplify other people. So we can help each other as energy facilitators to, um, really unlock and clear energy with each other. I feel like that's really the divine design of the human body is to realize that we are the healers we seek. We just didn't know, we just don't know it. Mm -hmm. We don't realize that there's all this amazing chi energy that we can channel to each other and really do some magnificent healing on a level of, on a medical standpoint in the body, which amplifies Kundalini.
So when the organs are clear and the body's clear, the Kundalini can flow properly. And that's the huge, huge part of it is going back to the body. Focusing on the body helps to activate and amplify Kundalini of the organs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely comes back to just mindfulness, mindfulness, attentiveness to the sensations, attentiveness to the energy. And you get in tune with that, then you get to start to play with it. But if there's so much mind stuff going on, then that will distract you from what sort of control you have over that, that energy. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I like that. I like that's where you, uh, you start with, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. That's the, the core point there. I mean, I think I was telling you earlier, um, everything just keeps pointing back to, groundedness in the body presence i am starting to realize or i've realized that it's all very simple bring your awareness to this now to this moment to how you feel to your energy and shift that constant shift of bringing more through allowing more through and then you also mentioned receiving right opening up to receive that taking on that that um that state of i'm going to allow myself more that um that i think has this this amazing powerful effect too because then it becomes a you make it you make it easy on yourself i think that's a key as well not feeling like it's something that you need to push too hard to make happen and there's this that can that can perpetuate this this feeling of struggle because you're you're putting all this effort into to creating for that shift whereas i feel like if you if you take on that more this is going i'm going to allow this shift to come through or yes. be taken place i'm going to allow for this energy to move through me then you kind of make it easy yes yes absolutely because it's like i know that through the last four years through this intense upgrading energy and this awakening process there's been times where i've wanted to be so much further than i am and seeing other people doing these things and i'm like i want to do that and then um you know i i am reminded that it's like hey you know there's an integration process to life and we think that we can speed it up, but really it's all divinely happening as it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people talk about astral projection and they want to astral project so bad and they're doing everything they can to figure it out. And that's just, and not to say that they can't do that. But for me, I find that these things come through and happen naturally. I can sit down and clear my energy and work mudras and amplify my Kundalini and get me to a state Um, yet at the same time, I find that, um, it's like, why push so hard when we can just be so grateful for what is present in the moment. And, um, but like I said, when we were talking in the beginning, it's the human nature to go way out into the future and to want to build and create, Mm -hmm. it just automatically happens. So I find that finding a balance with all of that and 
you know, pushing the gas pedal when we feel the pull to do so. But if we're pushing ourselves and it doesn't feel right and that feeling of anxiety comes into the solar plexus, that's the body alerting, not right now. Chill out, slow down. Just like if I'm trying to make a, or if I'm wanting to, or a, my mind is wanting to make a decision about something and I just don't feel it. It's like, ooh, I don't know. That I don't know is the solar plexus saying, just not right now. And so I'm learning to follow my solar plexus and just think, oh, okay, if I don't know the answer in the moment, that means that it's not time yet. So I'm learning to communicate this stuff with people because it's like, ooh, I'm not sure right now because I know that there's there's moments where those definite answers come in or we're aligned in this new awareness and it's like, oh yeah, this is that opportunity. So everything presents itself when it's supposed to, I find. And just like trying to push anything that isn't aligning in the moment can really cause so much stress. Mm -hmm. right? So it's counter counteractive in a way, yet at the same time, it's all in motion. So it's getting all of us to where we're supposed to be. <laughs> right. And the stress response and emotions is, I believe, happening to bring attention to the fact that you're moving out of alignment. Right. So that gets triggered in response to you. You again, just it's bringing your attention back. But yeah. if you stay in tune with that energy and you continue to just allow for for yeah that's another big thing that i think we love to talk about is the the knowing of the body how you can tune into to yeah. knowing that's happening there to make decisions now that's something that i feel like there might be a little bit of a hurdle to for some people to to step over in terms of how can my body know how can my body know what's best for me in terms of, you know, not a, a decision that may not have anything to do with the, say, let's say a physical thing. Um, but like you said, there can be this, there is this, this sensation that occurs in the body in response to the contemplation of a decision. And if we are attuned to that, we can use that to lead the way. Yes, absolutely. And I find that it makes um, the experience a lot easier because I follow the feels. I'm learning to follow the feels of my body, which is activating my consciousness versus me thinking that I'm just having this thinking experience and going with the flow and trying to make these decisions and la 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 and all that. And it's like, well, I recognize that things align when they're supposed to. And, um, and so if I follow my body, then it's like, I, I know I'm going to have this mind trip, you know, I'm going to ponder and process and analyze. And it's when you recognize that you're seeing these elements that are forming the story of feeling um, to almost sometimes or some to sometimes get you prepared for an experience that's coming. That's what I've come to understand about the mind too. It's like, you know, you ever think, why am I thinking these things? Or it's interesting that I'm pondering over this situation in this way. And it's because somehow we're connecting to this antenna of this receiving and we're able to perceive upcoming events um, based on the information that's being played out in the mind. 
And something to remember with that is that just because we perceive an idea or these thoughts are coming in of something that might be manifesting, that it may not manifest the way that we're seeing it. Mm -hmm. We're just getting scenarios around something that's coming in. So it's almost like, okay, an example is if you are getting ready to give a speech and, um, or you're getting ready to have a talk like this and you know, like three days in advance, well, there's a good chance that your mind is going to start getting you prepared for that. You know, you're not asking the questions, but your mind is provoking you to think that you're asking, what am I going to talk about? How is this flow going to happen? You know, am I nervous? La, la, la. So all of these things start to take place and it's getting you ready. So when you sit down, you already have this experience built up and not that it's going to be that way, but it's a really interesting mind channel to recognize that these things happen. And there's the other spectrum of it too. Sometimes I hear all these different stories or I'm experiencing these different scenarios in my mind about the people I know or something that's happening in my life. And it can be very triggering. And I, I, I stop myself to realize like, well, I'm hearing this information for some reason and it doesn't feel good to me. I don't want things to go that way. And I'm starting to learn that that doesn't mean that it's like going to happen in this realm either. I feel like a lot of times I receive information about things that are happening elsewhere or in some other timeline. I'm not really sure how to like relay that accurately, you know, with mm -hmm. the proper definition, but it helps me get outside of thinking that everything that's going on in my mind is real, mm -hmm. you know, and that I can look at it in the scenario of, okay, well, if there's like, a weird thing going on in my mind. It's like, it's not really happening, but it's triggering me to think that it could. So I look at it as part of self mastery. It's like, okay, this situation just triggered my body and fight or flight. And now I feel fearful or worried or whatever. And so this is a moment for me to pause and hold space for that and to release that and tell it, I love it. And you know, not feed into that worry and all of that. Like, whoa, I'm feeling something that doesn't feel good. Let me just pause for a minute and come back full circle. And sometimes it's not easy to do. Sometimes, um, you know, I move past things really quickly, but those same things can come up for days at a time. So it's like, how hard is something thumping on our consciousness to move that energy out? And I like to look at it as like a game. It's like mm -hmm. the mind playing this you know, web of all of these stories and experiences and who knows who all they belong to, but we're somehow channeling them, you know, into our awareness and to look at it as like, okay, let me pick and choose what it is I like and don't like, and just like swap it and move it and get it out of the way and see how I can enhance myself because back, we go back around again to the emotional intelligence and the self-awareness that we have, which creates mindfulness um, in ourselves, which is compassion. I feel like those things create compassion, which is what, you know, the spiritual community or whatever likes to call empathy. Cause then it's like, when we have compassion, then we understand the flow of life and other people and that we're all having this same experience, but we have all of these stories, um, which we use to explain ourselves and Sometimes those stories can create division amongst the human species and, you know, all of this other, what we call programming. 
And so it's the same thing in the mind. It's like, whoa, we got to get outside of this mind box, which is like another television and really just like allow it to be present versus like trying to fight it or push it back. And it's not always easy. And Mm. so there's that, there's that practice also. Yeah. And then fighting it kind of has a way of keeping it. You try, I always say what you resist persists rather than make it something that you have to fight against, which is ultimately the mind trying to fight the mind. And that only creates for a greater turmoil. Uh, what you're, what you're speaking to is definitely being, um, being more objective, being more, well, of course, aware. Um, that is the, the means by which we're able to, to transmute that. And I also think it's important to recognize that that shift doesn't always necessarily need to happen in the mind in the sense that you might not need a thought to counter another thought, right? So when these things sort of come up, it's causing for this this response energetically. I'm starting to see that there's this ability to, to shift our energy energetically that doesn't entail using positive affirmations or self-talk for example it's more of this this energetic shift so an example of this is i've seen movements be a means by which we can we can do this so it's yes. interesting to to tap into that that ability to to shift um without feeling again the mind has to be something that needs to be battled against fought against or there's that battle happening in the mind do you see that i feel like surrenderance is one of the greatest rewards that we can give ourselves you know it's like surrendering the need to compete surrendering the need to fight or battle or to be right or wrong or good or bad or whatever and so it's like if the mind is so out of control and the body doesn't feel good, well, you know, it's like sit down and stop. Like, instead of like being in that state and being stuck, it's like, okay, we'll shift it. Like sit down and breathe, allow yourself Mm. to breathe and don't even focus on anything else. Just focus on the breath. And the breath is so healing to the body. We can charge our cells with it. And so it's almost like, you know, people talk about meditation and things like that, but really meditation I find is like allowing the self to step in, step into a realm of pausing time and space almost where it's like, Whoa, let me just like get in with myself and just really, and there's different ways to meditate too. One thing that I like to suggest to people is, is like, there's so much going on in the mind, write it down on paper. If there's Mm. something going on in your mind that you don't like, put it on paper so that you can have that outside reflection looking at it, not looking at yourself in the mirror or anything like that. No, like put it on paper because when the eyes can process, the mind can trigger the body to respond. And then it's like less personal in some way than it just like swirling around in the head. And I call it mind dumping. It's so easy because then like- I call it brain dumping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome, right? What's that? 
And said, it's amazing, you know, yeah. like, just like letting that stuff out and, and not just the things that don't feel good, but the things that feel good too. It's like, Ooh, let me look at this, and, you know, from an outside perspective, really get with it because we can somehow get so lost in this space in this microcosm of, you know, whatever's going on with this design. And that's why I feel like the material world is so divine also, because it's how we get to activate our senses and get dialed in with what's feeling good and the way we see and touch and smell and all of those things play a huge role in all of that. So the mind dumping, the brain dumping, that's a really good technique. So key. So key. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've gotten so much out of a, a brain dumping journaling type practice. It's yeah. crazy. You, you would never, I mean, it's an experience that you can't really truly understand until you, you do it for yourself. Um, but the, the sort of stuff that comes up that you didn't, that w- you wouldn't have seen as clearly as you do when you bring it to the surface. Um, it's interesting. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll be like, yeah, I don't feel like there's much to get out. And those are the times that the most pours out. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting. It really, really is. Actually, every single day I do this. Um, I have a note for every day of the week, brain dump, my brain dump note. So um, I think it's it's a powerful practice. Are you a regular journaler at all? Is this something pretty that you do? Pretty regular. I have a couple of different journals and one of them I write down a lot of channeled messages in that sometimes yeah. I'll feel the call to get it or sometimes I'll, I'll get the intuition like, let's sit down and write about something. And I love it because when I get out of the way of my mind and I just hold that pen, and allow whatever's going to come up to come up, that's when it really gets amazing. Like we don't even have to try to think of what to write. Just hold it and write down whatever comes up. First thing, mm-hmm. even if it's, I don't want to write this. I don't have anything to write down, write that down and like mm-hmm. get the, the motors working in that because it's a new form of brain practice, right? Like it's a, it's a different form of using the brain. So if someone isn't in the spectrum of writing things down, it's like, okay, we'll write down. I don't like to write. I don't want to write anything down. I don't have anything to write. And then that's like, oh, there's this new thing and I can channel there. And my friend said one time that the pen, a pen is God's antenna. And I oh, love I love that. I was like, oh, like she, she said that to me a couple of years ago and I've shared it so much with people because it is so amazing how powerful it is to use that tool and, um, and I, I feel like it really is because it's the reflection, being able to look outside of one's mind, because then it's like having a conversation like we are now, you know, it's like you're literally having another conversation by reading it back to yourself. And then that triggers these other sparks of new information to come in. So mm-hmm. it can definitely be a powerful tool. It opens up for this, this momentum and this flow to tenfold. Yeah, it's interesting. I think you'll like this. This is my my baby. (laughs) This is actually kind of exactly what you're describing. Pretty much every morning I sit down and I I take this one out and I um, I channel. I I bring through a message for the intention with this is something that can serve others serve the collective 
um, I just open up and I say, what, what, how can I, how can I serve? And what, what message can, can serve others right now? And it doesn't even feel like I'm the one writing. It's not. And if I get attached to how good I think it is, um, it cuts off the flow. But when I approach it from that place of, I'm just going to write what I hear and be detached from the outcome and not, and again, not identified with it as being me writing it or my message. That's when the powerful stuff comes through. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And And it's not even had to have an agenda with it. I mean, there can be an intention, but then like even the pressure of having to do something with it, you know, like that's the power of like letting go and totally surrendering to allow that information to come through. It's really beautiful. I've written some things down, all kinds of different things. And I go back and read it and I am in all sometimes where I'm just like, oh, I wrote that down. Like, cause it's I just have an so idea. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Is yours within reach? Yes. We're both going to just pull open and read a channeled message. Okay. <laughs> no choosing. Uh, I, I, it's the right, first page. I'm going to the, write with the first page. You go first. Should I go first? Yes, please. Okay. I wrote this uh, August 3rd of last year. First thing in my journal, and the title is Emotional Awareness. And... It's pretty long, but uh, I'll read through some of it. Yeah, whatever feels right to share there. Okay. It says, emotions are feelings, physical sensations that trigger a chemical response in the body that pulls the mind to experience the reaction. Then the subconscious is activated and the conscious mind becomes aware of the feelings through thought processes. Emotions are the internal gauge for what the human Oh, for the human to monitor its life and directions it will take, a.k.a. making choices based on the feels. When the emotional awareness is activated, the human can become unified with the flow of the feelings in each sensation slash scenario by listening to the mind. It's like pausing to take a photo, except it's a screenshot of the mind once the feeling has occurred. When engaged to the listening, we become more of what's going on. We become aware of what's going on around us and make more conscious decisions in life. There are many different regions in the body that gets triggered by the feels. Heart, third eye, and the throat chakras are some some areas. The main feel region is the solar plexus, located under the rib cages in the center of the chest slash stomach region. The solar plexus is where we receive information from the outside world. That's why we hear the saying, the gut feeling. Feeling the solar plexus plexus activates feels like butterflies or anxiety or a fearful feeling, etc. None of these feelings are fearful. It's simply our perception of how it feels. The solar plexus is a gauge, a compass for the human to pause and take a look at what's happening internally and or externally. Potent. (laughs) So potent. And it's so perfect. It so perfectly aligns with everything that we're discussing too. That's that's perfect. I I wanna kind of I mean we'll we'll see what flows through, but um but that was that was amazing. All right. 
I'm going to flip through to the middle because Sorsa wants me to read this. All right, my one's shorter. It says, on February 18th this year, Beneath the surface, beyond all identity, I am divine love. I connect the space within me that is me. I feel into this truth regardless of what may be occurring in the physical, for I know what is seen is being created by me. I create my reality from the inside out. Yes. That's and I totally titled that Beneath I Am. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So some of these actually end up getting shared as a, um, we do uh, a AM activation is what we call it, which is essentially a channeled message um, that we, we put out and we share it to the, our, our email community. I also post on Facebook every so often. Um, so I first write it here and then we share it as that. But um, actually recently I started opening up to anyone that wants to contribute their own messages. And now I'm feeling called to invite you to maybe submit one or two for us. Um, and then we can put it out to the email community. What do you say? Okay, that sounds awesome. I can definitely do that. Nice. We should just get someone to take everything in that beautiful journal of yours and feed us with a ton of AM activations for the next few months. <laughs> I feel like a lot would be worthy of sharing. I mean, and it's good because it's like sparking my inspiration to write more too. And I get a lot of requests and questions about writing a book too. So um, this could be a nice little segue into that. So I'm definitely open to sharing some AM activations for sure. I am so happy <laughs> to hear that. I'm ecstatic. So let me actually just put out there if what you bring and share, which I am without a doubt, I know it will, is as potent as what you just read me. Feel free <laughs> to just keep them coming. Keep them okay. coming. They'll go out. Um, our, our ascenders are about to get activated. <laughs> okay, I'm hearing. Um, let's bring this conversation into some multi-dimensional exploration. Okay. Talk to me about your avatar. Okay. So my avatar has shifted many times over the last four years, especially in 2017 when I began channeling. It's felt a lot of different things. It's um, been very Native American. It's been, it is very Egyptian. It's very Tibetan. It's very uh, like Indian Hindu, it's Chinese medicine. There's this, like, I haven't like gotten down to like pinpointing exactly. I feel like it's definitely a host of different avatars. I, I like to okay, think so of actually, if you don't host. mind, can I get you to start with what is an avatar? Okay. So an avatar is is the projected awareness of a new experience. It's okay. when the consciousness gets activated. In my experience, I am 
then started receiving from what some call higher self. I call it my channel. Um, it's the consciousness of the experience that's taking place. Um, I've had some really interesting experiences with my mind and there's a, I don't know if you have seen the movie or read the book called The Host. And uh, it's by the same writer that wrote the Twilight books. I can't remember her name right now, but she wrote this incredible book called The Host after she wrote the Twilight sequences, the, uh, the, uh, the collection. And, um, and it was, it's about this girl that all of a sudden she starts having this a, a awareness that the person she thought was her, that the voice that she was hearing in her mind that she perceived as her thinking starts talking to her. So then she realizes that she's really somehow experiencing this avatar host experience. Well, I have begun having that experience as well. Um, the thought, the voice that I think it's me thinking um, ha talks to me sometimes and I hear that same voice talk to other beings or voices um, or whatever that is in my mind and that doesn't always happen when it happens it's a very bizarre moment because you are an absolute awareness that oh my god the voice I thought was me is now speaking to me and there's this separation of consciousness that happens where you know that your experience, that the body experiences it, and it's very multidimensional. So this has happened to me several times, maybe one and a half handfuls of times over the last four years since I activated and began channeling and all of that. And so I've come to understand that there's, there's different experiences that are happening in this like AI human body mechanism. And there's an experience that's taking place of witnessing everything. And the consciousness is somehow recording it, but there's this other force, we can call it a soul or souls or avatar or higher self or God or whatever you want to call it that is really having the experience also. So there's this interesting, what I call the twin flame union, the twin flame portal, the unification, because it comes into recognizing that there's a perception of experience happening, but there's also this other awareness that is running the experience giving mm -hmm. us thoughts giving us ideas epiphanies and aha moments and then you can be at a level which i am now at uh divinely it's happened to me that not only am i recognizing that but i'm having an experience through a channel of entities beings angels aliens I don't really know, um, you know, exactly the pinpointed. I've surrendering to think that I know a lot of the time um, that is talking to me and communicating with me also, you know, um, now if this is, it's possible that this is the consciousness of other people. 
and I'm channeling other people's higher selves or avatars of their minds and we're having this dialogue in some way. Um, I'm not totally sure, like I've dabbled in psychedelics and, and things like that. So I know that there's like what appears to be a multidimensional channel in there. And just like when I do sessions with people, I connect with them and then all of a sudden I'm receiving messages through my mind and in my hands about what's going on with this person, be it their psyche and or on a medical level. So I was just having this conversation last night with someone. It's like my mind goes way out to think about how this communication is taking place because I, I thought for a while and I still think and feel that it is a multidimensional space and I am channeling with some sort of etherical or you know a collective of etherical consciousness whether we want to call them beings in some way and then my mind thinks well is it my cells talking to me is it their cells their organs or their wormholes in their body somehow communicating with me it's very interesting so part of me really wants to work with the psychological and the medical community to better understand the connectivity of the body on a metaph metaphysical level because I am able to um, tell people things that are going on in their body and never have ever spoken to them before and be this energy channel facilitator that is exchanging energy and it's healing people and they're not experiencing the pain in their body that they were or they're not having their mind being triggered anymore. So it's a mind body thing. So it's like, or am I community? Are we communicating with each other's avatars? You know, mm. so it's like to be stuck in one thought process of like, yeah, this is my higher self is kind of can be a detachment to the self in a way as if it's something else channeling to us. Yet at the same time, when I hear me speak to me, that's when I'm like, whoa, there's something else going on here because the clear audience of my channel, of my, my experience with my body and my mind uh, shifted last March. And that's when they, they I call them they, started uh, speaking to me, using my name to do so. I can hear voices that sound like men. I hear voices that sound like women. I hear different accents, you know, come through where I can even tell the skin color of some of these voices I'm hearing talking to me, like on that human awareness level. So like, where's that coming from? Do my cells like speak multidimensional languages? <laughs> I don't know. And then there's the, the, the channeling. I, I speak light language also, which is, a language that is not of the realm on earth that I've ever heard before. And sometimes I know what it's translating and sometimes I don't. So it's like, well, where's that language coming from? I know people that speak multiple, um, multiple light languages that, and they can translate it. So it's like, where are we channeling this? The, the avatar self is, I feel a collective, coming together to talk and speak and channel and think and somehow we're witnessing it thinking that it's us um even though it is it's part of the awareness but uh, there's a collective consciousness that's happening that i'm experiencing on a daily basis now and 
you know, my mind loves it. And at the same time, it's really, you go down the rabbit hole with it um, of fear and, you know, the human consciousness isn't used to hearing beings in your head call you by your name. So it's quite shocking to the consciousness to even like hear that and process it. And I want to touch on this subject as I'm speaking of this. And I give a lot of gratitude to the divine that I have the groundedness and my aura of my psyche to be able to process this information that's mm -hmm. coming through to me because it has taken me to places that are, that feel outside of this planet, you know, and I can understand how people can think they're going crazy. They think that uh, they're schizophrenic. I understand the spectrum of autism and schizophrenia and all of that to huge degrees now. So it's like, how do we treat that with people that are not in control of what's happening? And I personally feel like I can work with people on that spectrum because it's really energetically me going in and doing the medical intuitive stuff to the neurons and doing some rewiring to the brain and the body because that's what I channel to help level out those dopamine and serotonin levels and all of that so the emotional intelligence can come through in a more unified way because it's sparking the antenna to pick up these realms and for some reason, there are people that don't realize why that's happening. So they get so lost in it. And when I have these, some, I have these moments sometimes where I'm so in that tunnel vision of hearing these multidimensional beings tell me these stories and stuff that I actually have the conscious awareness thought that like, oh my gosh, what if I get stuck in this realm and I can't come back out of that tunnel? And mm -hmm. that is a very frightening experience. And mm -hmm. that those are the moments where I feel like I'm on the brink of insanity of mm -hmm. being in a padded room and not being able to turn that off. And when I come back, I'm like, thank you, you know, because I immediately empathize with people that are in that state and are stuck in those realms. And when most of our society is not aware of the multidimensional metaphysical space. And then things get misdiagnosed and mistreated and people don't know how to hold space or how to deal with these people, you know, on an intelligent level to get them to a more grounded place. And I feel like that we can do that for people. And um, it's just taking exploring the healing energetic world to come together with the medical healing world so that we can work together to really next level up people and really do some amazing things to cure people and, and not just the mind, but the body as well. And so I have visions of working in energy hospitals That's in China and doing all of these things, you know. <laughs> That's a beautiful vision. That's a beautiful vision. And as you said, it's really important that those two things come together. So based yeah. on everything that you're describing, you're just the perfect person to be in the uh, the position of the, the bridging of that gap, being that you are able to maintain that, that sense of groundedness and it's working, right? It's, it's yes. creating for transformation in people. So I want to say that that's so, so beautiful <laughs> that you're, you're able to do that for, for people. And I, uh, I want to express gratitude to you for, the power in what you're you're bringing through in the work that you're doing because it does really really sound incredible 
I I have so many questions. I, <laughs> I have so many questions that I feel like can just invoke so much further conversation. Um, I'm not going to bring it to an end just yet, but I don't feel like I'm going to be able to to get into yeah. everything that I want. Um, one thing I'll say is that I feel like your ability to to stay open, stay um, detached from what's taking place is creating the space for it to to take place Mm -hmm. so that groundedness whilst remaining detached it's um it it seems like feels like a a tricky balance um tricky to to bring those things together um but i guess you know you've been you've been at it and you've had your practice and i'm sure there's been like you said some experiences where um it wasn't so easy yeah now do you ever go into the intention of, of this like okay let's say if you're you're in front of someone you can consciously channel the uh the knowing i i guess right because if you're if you're working with someone this is something that you you bring through with with intention i mean the intention is to connect to someone to channel with them and mm-hmm. that's it like i i i literally when someone wants a session with me and they say can i t- sh- is there anything i can share with you or is there anything i need to do or or anything i really stay out of the way of it as much as possible mm-hmm. so i tell people to do whatever they feel comfortable if they want to lay down sit up watch close their eyes and then as soon as I get on the channel I do live sessions but mostly I do recorded sessions for people because then I can send them the video and they can watch it multiple times and as soon as I talk and then I say okay let's get started boom things start coming in the messages start my hands start moving it's just it's gotten so much clearer especially in the last like six months like this year has significantly taken me to another level of being really clear to receive with people and it's really phenomenal because i channel and hear all kinds of things but when i move out of the way and i step into that space with someone it's a different channel there's something different that takes place and it's so clear and it's so pure. And so I'm listening while having the awareness of what's going on. I'm watching my hands and obviously feeling where I'm tapping on, you know, the person and all of that. And I'm just sharing and sharing and sharing. So I'm sharing the channel that I am facilitating for people. And it is really a phenomenal experience. So you know, all the down the rabbit hole stuff and all the feelings of insanity and schizophrenia and hearing all of this is one experience. But what I'm reminded of is the beauty that this other experience is allowing me to connect and help people in such huge way. It's mind blowing um, the abilities that we have when we get past ourselves and our mind to be open to receive mm. love and we give love to ourselves. that's when the connectivity happens. That's when I like to s- still joke around or, or say, it's like the multidimensional beings get this alarm because the antenna's going off and they're like, <laughs> we see an opening. <laughs> <laughs> so people are 
like, Lori, how do I channel? How do I connect to multi-dimensional space? I'm like, dude, you got to start loving yourself. Oh, you yeah. You got to start loving yourself and being in the alignment of knowing that you can achieve what you want. And if you want to connect to the higher realms, let them know, hey, I'm ready. Let's open this channel. Show me the way. Give me the guidance. And it starts. Mm. A lot of people, when I do sessions with them, um, they activate in their abilities because it's a channel opener. And so a lot of times they will start even channeling a little bit like me. They'll start speaking like language. They will, you know, feel their energy clear in their body. And so it's like, we can really amplify each other up and get us even just having these conversations. We're doing yep. it right now. Yeah. We activate each other. Yes. That's what it's about. When we are open to receive that is when the magic starts because then it's not always, it's not just about giving and giving and giving. Mm -hmm. We can give love all day, but it's like, there's a whole different spectrum of how open we are to receive mm -hmm. that. And it just takes surrendering or whatever we want to call it and being open to projecting that out. It's like, Hey, I'm ready for real love in my life. I'm ready to connect in this multidimensional space. I'm ready to get this job that I want. I'm ready to, you know, go to the gym and run and lose this weight, or I'm ready to eat better or whatever. It just takes having that. Yep. When that thought comes in, yep, I'm ready. And then that's when it starts. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. Sense of self-worth activates it all. That's right. The self-worth, it's knowing that we deserve what we want and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like if your mind is, if someone's mind is telling them that I'm not good enough, it's like, well, where's that coming from? Are you telling yourself that or did someone else tell you that? Like you're as good as you think you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's always just a story, right? Yep. It's a story, but plays such a huge role. So it's like recognizing those stories and it's like, Oh, I don't like this storyline anymore. I'm let me recognizing write it, you write it down. You have the ability to choose, choose what story you wish to create and tell yourself. That's part of the sovereignty that we have as a human is being able to recognize the feelings through thoughts and to be able to change them. That's really what the sovereignty is about. I'm glad that you bring up that word sovereignty. Yeah. Lori, we are bringing through some energy here and activation and frequencies. Um, but it's feeling, feeling right to, to bring the flow to an end here. Um, I would say, though, the flow never stops flowing because this won't be the last time. And we're not going to wait as long as we did last time to make it happen again. We're also going to do it live again and again and again because yeah. i love doing it love um it. with with you around it um it brings through something special so thank you for being here thank you for sharing with us your light your energy um i think i think that's a, a good way to wrap it up awesome thank you for what you do and creating the platform for us to connect and share and it's beautiful thank you i'm super grateful to be here on that note, actually, where can people find you if they want to get a little bit more involved with what you got going on? Um, well, my email address is abundance. Um, it, abundance is life 33 at gmail.com. That's a great way to connect. Also, um, I'm on YouTube, which is my name, Lori Ivy. Facebook is a really great way to connect with me as well. Um, 
So there's different avenues uh, on my pro on my Facebook profile. I also have my email address listed on there. So um, yeah, let's connect. We there's a we've grown a beautiful community there. I've got over like 34,000 people on just my Facebook profile. So people get on there and interact and there's all these beautiful conversations and so much love. And I'm so mm -hmm. thankful that we are gathering in this social media realm to be able to connect all over the place. And that's how the consciousness is being spread. The World Wide web is no different from the consciousness web in our minds. So spark mm. it out. Yeah, your, your Facebook's popping. You're, you're one of the few, if not, I can't actually think of anyone else where a Facebook profile has become a community. It's amazing. It's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, definitely a place to check Larry out. Um, I'm going to put a link to the, the show notes in the show notes to your Facebook profile, because that's where I found you. Um, and you put some powerful stuff out there. So I'm going to include that. Other than that, I mean, it's kind of sad that we got to bring it to an end, but awesome. again, this won't be last time. So thank you again, Lori. Until next time. Aloha. <laughs> I got to get one in. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Ascenders. That is going to be all my conversation with Lori. But do expect that this is someone that I'm going to have on the show reoccurringly because I thoroughly enjoy these conversations that I have with her. And as I'm sure you would have heard, she has some powerful, powerful insight to share with us. So do be sure to go check her out at her Facebook page. Again, it's one of the few Facebook profiles, the only one that kind of comes top of my mind here, that has become a community the um the activity taking place on her account and i mean just the content that she shares is is great but with uh with all these souls coming to her page to learn from her but then also connect with each other it's pretty cool to see so do go check her out our facebook page you can check um you'll you'll find the link to that in the uh the show notes but also if you're listening here uh i checked it it's facebook.com forward slash Lori, L-O-R-I dot C dot I-V-I-V-E-Y. And just before we wrap things up, I'm going to put that invitation out one more time. The Ascend Academy is uniting and activating lightworkers. You've heard the call to serve. We're looking for you. You can find out more and perhaps even apply at togetherweascend.com forward slash academy. And lastly, if you've been enjoying the show and you'd like to support me and continue to create content of this form, you can do so by heading on over to iTunes to give me an honest review. It really supports me in getting the show out to more people and again, just being able to continue to create content and serve you. You can do that at togetherweascend.com forward slash iTunes. Senders, thank you for the ongoing support, for your love, for your energy, for your presence, for being here with us in this beautiful time that we're in, in our ascension. I'll see you in the next episode. Not really because you're listening to me, but I'm not seeing you, but perhaps someday I will. Until then though, keep ascending. <laughs>